Welcome to the Plus Podcast with Midwest Direct, a marketing and communications company focused on helping marketers deliver engaging messages and interpret the results. We deliver over 2 million messages every day that land in mailboxes, inboxes, and show up in online advertising. When the campaign is over, we help all marketers understand their results and plan for future campaigns. We recorded these podcasts to support our clients in all the avenues of marketing they have to execute. Subscribe to our series now and learn how we can help you to achieve your marketing goals with strategic marketing planning, data management, mailing, email marketing, and online advertising. To get started, contact us at 1-800-686-6666 or go to mw-direct.com and fill out the contact form. Hi, this is Michelle Toivonen, and I'm Director of Strategic Marketing at Midwest Direct, and I'm here today with Gary Seitz, VP of Data for C-Track, a division of Midwest Direct, and today we're going to talk about analysis and reporting. Welcome, Gary. Glad to be here. Gary's got a lot of in-depth experience with analysis reporting, and today uh, we're going to cover some in-depth topics concerning um, basic reporting, uh, how you do segmentation, how you do um, customer profiling for us, and then getting a little more advanced, how you actually give that information back to me as a client so that I might be able to use that information in marketing and or finding new customers or prospects. Gary, tell me a little bit about some of the special tracking tools that, you know, if I, if I do business with you... Mm-hmm. And I want to get my mail out through you. Tell me about how you might help me with tracking. Um, We actually have a tracking capability that we can track a portion of or track an entire mailing using the intelligent mail barcode from the post office. And we have a dashboard that's available to our customers that they can log on each morning to see how much of their mail has been delivered or how much hasn't been. Um, And it, it... laid out in a really cool map, a color-coded map, so that if they're doing, let's say, uh, the northeastern United States, they can click on a state and see how much of the mail has been delivered that day or through the campaign so far. But they can drill down and then see the geographic regions or the SCF codes within uh, that state to see what the delivery is or the delivery issues might be. Click on that and take them down to each individual zip code within that area and within the zip code, click down to the individuals to see which mail has been delivered and not delivered. Uh, We had some uh, interesting applications uh, for a state tax agency that was tracking the mail and for people who had not filed their tax returns, uh, they contacted them and the individual said they never received their tax package and actually were able to inform them of the day and the time that the tax package had been delivered to the household. Uh, So it's a pretty cool tool. It also helps us when uh, customers are seeing lower than average response rates Mm -hmm. that we can go in and say, okay, we have delivery issues in certain areas. Uh, Is it related to uh, weather Mm -hmm. uh, or some other issue? Or 
through the log- logistics process, uh, we have found multiple times that mail has been dropped off at post offices, but a a pallet has not been delivered. It's still on the truck. Wow. Uh, yeah. And it's traveling you know. someplace else. So we've been able to contact the logistics company, retrieve that mail, and get it entered into the mail stream. So the trucking well, it, gives us all of that. Okay. And I can just imagine just listening to you about how a marketer could be trying to staff up a call center and need to know. Exactly. We've had those particular situations where they know every day how much mail is being delivered. They know how much uh, that yields calls, inbound calls. So they'll they'll staff appropriately. Uh, Also, uh, brick and mortar retail locations will know if they've uh, set up a campaign uh, regionally or nationally, how much mail has been delivered and which locations are going to get traffic flow. And more importantly, which ones aren't. So mm-hmm. they know how to both staff the weekend, mm-hmm. uh, if that's the, the timing for their sale, and how to deal with the customers who are going to come in the following week demanding that the offer be honored uh, by the retail location. Yeah, that's that's really important information to be passing down at the you know brick and mortar level that, hey, in your area, they didn't get it until the day after the sale. The sale, right. I mean, these things do happen, so it's good to know. You can actually preemptively understand that's going to happen and let your staff know. Exactly. Oh, wow. Exactly. Okay. All right, great. So the dashboard tool also um, allows us to go beyond conventional direct mail tracking that if we have an integrated campaign that is involving um, IP targeting, uh, a service we offer, or uh, email and the number of clicks and opens and reads. So... Uh, in fact, we can integrate the campaign that when the mail is delivered, we can also trigger an email mm-hmm. uh, the same day, the next day, or do a follow-up a week or even a month later. Oh, wow. So I can see all the reporting in the same dashboard. Everything will be on the same dashboard. Um, what about informed delivery through the USPS? So, yes, new program from the post office. And, in fact, uh, they're offering postal discounts part of 2019 for customers that utilize informed delivery. Uh, for those who aren't aware of what the program is, uh, individuals have registered to receive emails of what's in their mailbox today. Mm-hmm. So this morning at 8.30, when I opened up my email here at the office, I knew exactly what mail piece was going to be in my mailbox when I got home. But informed delivery allows me the opportunity to click on that piece of mail, and I can actually browse the catalog. Wow. Um, wow do my shopping, make my payment directly from the website, from the informed delivery link, uh, even before I get home. Wow, that's really great. So, And that's all reported as a part of the dashboard. Okay, so it, the dashboard itself allows exports of all the data? Yes, all the data can can be exported and analyzed so wow. we can see uh, in, a, in a pure multi-channel touch campaign um, we have informed delivery, then we have delivery of the mail piece, and then we can uh, deploy a single or multiple emails and track that, as well as IP-targeted ads at the home and see how many links we're getting from those as well. And then we'll sit down with the customer and help them understand part of the customer journey is from these multiple pieces, which ones are working uh, for certain types of customers or uh, even to the product level. Mm. Wow. 
And so I can see that all down to the individual level. Yes, you can take it all the way down to the individual level, and then we can uh, download the, the data as well. We can do the analytics or provide it to the customer, and they can do their own. Okay, that's pretty cool. Um, given that you're talking about so many different channels, um, it makes me wonder, what happens at the end of the campaign with all that information? I mean, I, I love the idea that I can download it as it's going. I can export it myself, but um, that's a lot of data. What happens Yes, next? it is. Uh, and trying to, to understand what it all means and what's working and what's not working. Yeah. Um, we did have a customer that was relying solely on email marketing. Um, so we showed them the benefits of a multi-channel campaign, um, using both email and direct mail and how the direct mail was driving more people to their website to register for their programs than the standalone email was. Um, huh. but again, it's shown on the dashboard, but we were able to download that information and show who those people were, where they were coming from, the timing, uh, that they were responding to those pieces. A lot more rich data involved, and we'll help them understand that. Sit down with the customer uh, after the campaign is complete to help them understand what's working and what's not working. Okay. So it sounds like you're actually doing some data analysis for them as well. Yes. Um, so tell me more about how that process works. Like, what kind of analysis might you do with that? Well, um, probably the, the most popular um, analysis that we do is called a matchback. Um, because uh, companies will have sales from their direct mail efforts, but uh, they've also involved email uh, links to their websites. Um, so in a matchback process, we will take both the direct mail pieces, the campaign, uh, and if they've done some email campaigns as well, and then match that back to the sales file hmm. and attribute the sales to one channel or both channels. Okay. Uh, depending upon when the, the message has been delivered. Uh, and we'll take it then from the sales and determine which efforts are working the best, what the average response rate is, what the average order is, uh, the per unit uh, sales for deployment of the individual pieces. So, And we'll tailor those matchback reports to the customer's needs. Um, we have one customer, actually, we're doing daily matchbacks. The sales data is being pushed to us daily. And we run the matchback process overnight so they can log in in the morning. And in our online My Portal tool, they'll be able to see exactly uh, what the prior night sales were and what's attributed to email, what's attributed to direct mail. What do, what do they do in the case of it? In the case of somebody who's, and I'm going to assume this is mostly in the case of retail, yes. online e-commerce, yes. data management, um, what do they do with data coming back on a daily basis that's reporting the matchback? Like, what's the what's the purpose for that? Well, they're just trying to understand what the trends are to see if there are issues that maybe they have to develop another email campaign okay. in certain market areas okay. or for certain products. Right. Um, and and what's unique about the matchback process is it it isn't simply based upon just the address or just the email. We can take in other components. We may have a phone number that allows us to tie it because the individual received the piece at home, but placed the order and had the product shipped to the office. So okay. it's a completely different address, mm -hmm. uh, but this, because of the cell phone number, we're able to link those records together and properly report in the match back 
uh, who's responding and what's driving those sales. Okay, and I would imagine that's outside of the scope of most in-house marketing, marketing. departments. So. Right. A, a lot of them are simply using Excel to say, I, oh. I've got a duplicate, I'm matching an address, but if there's a variable in the spelling, uh, it, it's not going to get a match. Okay. Or they know that the, there's other components that are available to match sales to um, outbound uh, direct mail and email campaigns. Okay. So it sounds like you're taking in data from other sources besides just, so for example, the CRM data or their own in-house house files. Yes. I mean, and the, and the direct mail campaign. And in, in some cases, we're actually taking the prior week's email deployment campaigns okay. and making that a part of the matchback process. So you can work with pretty much any source data. Any type of data. Yes. Okay. Yep. All right. Great. Thank you. Yep. Did you know you can integrate email into your direct mail campaigns? It's true. Midwest Direct offers integrated email and informed delivery emails through the USPS. If you use Midwest Direct to participate in the program, you can add additional channels to your informed delivery, including email and online advertising. Contact us to get started today. Go to MW direct.com or call us at 1-800-686-6666 and round up your brand today. So Gary, um, a lot of marketers today are faced with segmentation, whether it's inside the CRM or it's just, you know, they purchase a list and they need to segment in some way. Tell me about how you might be able to help with list segmentation and then what you can do with that for a customer. Okay. Um, I always like to start when I get a customer's database is doing our own scrub on it to, to get it as clean as possible. Uh, because if I'm going to do... Uh, additional work on the file. I'm going to do some appends to it. Uh, I want to get the best possible matches. So we want to work with the cleanest possible file. So we start with a complete hygiene process. Uh, the next step then is to going into segmentation um, with the hopes that the customer can provide us with some sales transaction detail related to the customers. Okay. Um, it's old school, but I'm a firm believer in RFM coding, recency, frequency, and monetary. Mm -hmm. And we'll determine based upon the type of customer and the transaction detail they have um, what the best breakouts are to create an RFM report to understand um, who's bought most recently and who's become more dormant. Uh, and that becomes important when, if you've got a limited budget, let's say for a catalog and you can only mail a certain portion of your customer database, that we can pull the best segments and leave behind those individuals that either haven't purchased in a long time or they haven't spent a lot of money or they're only driven by a sale that's going on to purchase a product. Um, so I want to create a nice segmentation view of the database to help that customer understand this we can work with. And when we do a campaign, whether it's direct mail or email, um, understand when the results come back is which segments work and which ones don't. And we can also use the segmentation to determine these are the customers we're going to reach out to four or five, six times a year. Mm -hmm. 
versus these are the ones that we still want to maintain some contact, but we only want to reach out to them one time or two times a year mm-hmm. um, simply because they don't respond or they don't spend a lot of money with us. Um, after that segmentation, um, we recommend overlaying uh, a dozen or so different demographics to understand who the customer is. And we don't overlay the entire customer database. Um, there's no need to look at customers that purchased from us five years ago because the business may have changed. Uh, the way we reached out to customers, the product mix is different. So I want to develop it based upon the last six months or the last 12 months of customers or donors in the case of a nonprofit uh, of what they look like to decide, okay, what type of list do we want to acquire going forward when we're running that type of uh, campaign? Um, one other valuable tool is a heat map, understanding where our customers are. Um, yeah. Very important in nonprofits mm-hmm. um, that may be more regionally based. Let's say they're, they're just in Ohio or Northern Ohio, uh, getting an idea of where their customers are located at. Um, or on a broader scale, if it's a cataloger, let's say, that we can generate a heat map uh, that indicates where the certain hot pockets are or mm-hmm. where their customers are located and becomes a, another uh, tool that we can use to determine where should we be uh, devoting our marketing efforts to. And or buying new lists or prospects, I would assume. Correct. Or, yes. Okay. All right, so, um, you know, as a marketer, uh, recency and frequency and monetary segmentation, I know it's old school, but I agree with you. I feel like that's a really good basic startup. Um, I'm really interested, how do you give that information back to me? Um, we actually generate it. It's both in a PowerPoint and in a PDF format. Okay. And um, we generate what's called a, a penetration analysis. That says, okay, for certain demographics where you your customers reside, and we only look at the zip codes where your customers reside, is for each one of the individual demographics, such as income, we'll show you how what the income average income is for that zip code, and where you're either exceeding the average or below average. Uh, so we'll look at the exceeding average and actually use that as a score for the households. Mm-hmm. And say, okay, the best income is seventy-five to one hundred thousand. The best age is fifty to fifty-nine, uh, where we're exceeding the average for that zip code and having success in our marketing efforts. Well, that's interesting. So, as a marketer, I could take that information and go out and acquire new names within those heated map areas, or. On the flip side, I could go adjust my messaging for those particular areas if I feel like that area is underperforming. Yes, okay. and and we can actually acquire the list because we have scored every household mm-hmm. within the geographic footprint of where your existing customers are. Wow, that's amazing. Did you know direct mail is consistently ranked by consumers as most trusted and most memorable? It's true. Direct mail has long been a trusted channel for marketing and communications. With the increasing popularity of integrated campaigns, direct mail is making a strong comeback. Marketers realize that mail, now achieving as much as a 5% response rate, has some of the most efficient results and the best ROI. Direct Marketing News reports 79% of consumers respond to direct mail immediately. 
coordinating your direct mail campaigns across multiple channels, including email or online advertising, may result in lift rates as high as 45%. Use our online dashboard and in-depth tracking systems to know exactly when your project has entered into the mail stream so you can efficiently manage support services and sales efforts. Let's get into auditing because I know it's the people who choose to do it with you. That's some of the highest value work you can do for a client is to do a data audit for them. And um, I know not a lot of people really do it because it's such a big job to take on. So I want to just hear more about first, just give us a basic, like, what is an audit? What is a data audit in the marketing department? And then... Explain to us a little bit what you do. There's actually two types of audits. One is simply a pure data audit where we're looking at a database and trying to understand what they've done with it Um, because companies have different business rules and individuals within companies have different uh, business rules for maintaining their data. And don't mean to point fingers, but typically it's the salespeople that <laughs> each have their own databases okay. and those databases all have different business rules and mm-hmm. types of information they collect. Mm-hmm. And you add to, to that the marketing department that maintains a database. And then there's actually a sales database and there's a vendor database from accounting. Mm-hmm. It may be an accounts receivable. And then when somebody says, we need to do a mailing to our customers, we want to send out a newsletter or we want to send out Christmas cards mm-hmm. uh, or we need to pull this all together into a single uh, customer database. Um, we help do that and identify some of the issues that are involved, such as putting titles in the name field. Um, and I don't mean personal titles like Mr. or Ms., but president or vice president as a part of the, the data in the name field. Or they borrow fields for other things like company names will end up in address fields and uh, phone numbers will end up in an address field for some reason. So part of the audit, we go through that and look at each one of the fields and say, where are there issues? And we rearrange the data okay. or these field floaters and put them back and then standardize them so that they can all be re-imported back into the system uh, and used properly and make some sense. So a level one data audit might be, you know, you're going to give me essentially some data back that's much cleaner. I can organize. Standardized and understand it. Okay. Um, A level two is after we've done that, if the customer wants, we can add uh, either add demographics to it or um, we can fill the empty spaces. They may have missing telephone numbers, missing emails, uh, missing Uh, secondary addresses like suite numbers and apartment numbers, uh, so on. So we can actually go through and plug all that, fill it all in. So if you think of a puzzle that you've got little missing pieces to it, we can fill those all in as a part of the second stage of the the audit. Okay, so after level two of a data audit, I'm going to have additional information about 
the records I sent you in the first place. Yes. It, um, the, the other type of audit that we do uh, is actually to go in and evaluate how the customer is using various marketing tools. If they're using direct mail, we look at the direct mail pieces. Um, we look at their database and how they segment it and, and how they might use it. Um, I've got three favorite stories about uh, audits that we've done. Uh, the first was a financial institution that was printing all of their own um, statements and data that was going out to their customers. Uh, they were simply inserting it into a 9 by 12 and applying full first class postage to it. Um, so we looked at the investment of simply a folder to fold the piece in half uh, and then outsourcing it to a commingle operation actually cut their postage budget in half for the year. Wow. They ended up saving over $300,000 in postage just by making two simple changes wow. uh, to the way they, they process their mail. Mm -hmm. The second was a um, membership organization that was located in Columbus, mm -hmm. uh, and they would send out uh, invoices, statements, newsletters to their customers, and they were using a, a printer located in the state of Michigan, mm -hmm. and they were using the printers in Daisha or its payment method, uh, but most of the members of this organization were located in Columbus, and it's typically not a good idea to have anything related to Michigan on your piece mm -hmm. when your customer resides in Columbus. Mm -hmm. uh, so mm -hmm. we helped them attain a corporate permit for Columbus, Ohio, mm -hmm. and then we evaluated their mail processing because the issue they were having was uh, when the mail was processed, printed, and mailed. It was taking 12 to 18 days to be delivered. Wow. So we actually started to track their mail and found that the printer in uh, Michigan was using a mailing operation in Wisconsin mm -hmm. who would sort the mail and send it to their uh, main facility in Indianapolis who would break down the mail and then send it to Columbus and that was eight to 10 days of processing time from the time they sent their print file. Um, wow. So we made some recommendations on tracking their mail and changing the way their mail was processed. And they've cut it down now to less than 10 days that their mail is being delivered. Mm -hmm. um, so that was all part of the operation, along with a few other uh, changes that we made regarding the design of the piece and so on. So that it would be better identified. Um, the final one was a insurance company that was sending out mailings daily, and they include a reply piece. Mm -hmm. And they work with the post office, and they set up a reply account. Uh, unfortunately, the way the account was set up with the post office and uh, what they intended, uh, there was some miscommunication, and the post office had them at the higher rate reply piece mm -hmm. as opposed to what they should have been paying. Uh, and the piece itself was designed... Uh, slightly incorrectly. So we showed them how to make those changes. But then we did an audit on the postage that was charged for that reply mail and found out that they had been overcharged by over half a million dollars in postage wow. for the last 10 years. Um, so we worked with the post office, uh, filed a request, and they were able to get a refund of the postage for the last two years because that's the limitation of the post office. Uh, but they enjoyed receiving a check back of for $165,000 in postage wow. uh, because mm -hmm. the postage calculation had been incorrect. Uh, and it more than paid for the audit that we did on uh, the way they processed and printed their mail. Wow, that's amazing. 
Um, what what happens if I'm doing more than one channel with you? What is your process for auditing if I'm using both mail and email? So part of what we do in an audit uh, for individual customers is we audit the business rules that they use for direct mail. Um, what, what customers are being mailed? Um, what type of suppression is being used? Um, we'll take the email file and we'll run it through some email hygiene. Most companies don't do that. They make one attempt. If the email bounces, then it gets yeah. eliminated. You know, there's never any attempt to correct it. The same thing is done with uh, direct mail. Uh, when companies get return mail back, uh, the tendency is to just throw it in a tray or a box, um, put it back in the warehouse, and tag the customer as uh, returned and never make any attempt to get that customer back. Um, so we have tools to help identify where customers have moved and not told the post office, but told somebody else. So all a part of our, our multi-channel audits, if you will, is to validate the data they have, see if we can correct it, and see if there's other tools that are available that are going to help fix those issues uh, and make existing customers uh, more reachable. Okay, that's great. To learn how we can help you achieve your marketing goals with our data, mailing, strategic marketing, email marketing, or online advertising, give us a call at 1-800-686-6666, find us on social media with hashtag the plus podcast, or subscribe to this series. We'll see you next week on the plus podcast, where the plus means more.